Welcome to Crosspoint. 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 An interactive program featuring ministers and leaders of the Christian community addressing the issues that are challenging the church today. Here's your host, Mark Taylor. What is happening to America? Are God's people being prepared for a coming exodus? I believe so. I'm Mark Taylor. Welcome to Crosspoint. My guest is Richard Pearson, host of Prophecy USA broadcast and the author of his newest book, The Coming Exodus. With me today now here on Crosspoint, I have Rick Pearson and you hear Rick, the host of Prophecy USA, that broadcast heard every Saturday at five o'clock here on KNEO. And uh, new book you've got out here, Rick, The Coming Exodus, Unveiling America's Future. Uh, You know, and as I look into this book here in the introduction part of it, page five, American prophetically has been hidden in Scripture until now because its appointed time has finally come to fulfillment. And you say the mystery of America's role in America in Bible prophecy is proven in our book is no longer mystery to those who have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So what's being revealed, Rick, that's starting to come forth and get people's attention? Well, uh, one of the things that we said in the book is about the World Economic Forum, and they've come to the forefront in the last year and a half. Everyone's talking about that. And, of course, in the book, we describe eight providential nations that Daniel prophesied and then John prophesied, and six of those nations have come and gone. The last nation is called a beast, which is divided into divides the, the kingdom of, of the earth into ten different regions. That beast is what we see rising in the New World Order. But on top of the beast in Revelation 17 is a mystery woman that sits upon the beast, and that word is kathamia, and that word means to uh, police over or hold down. And we believe that that woman is the United States of America. She is the seventh of eight providential nations in Scripture. And what we're seeing now is uh, spiritual warfare taking place, as the beast, the Antichrist spirit, is trying to pull America down, and uh, it's evident to many, many people, anyone who has any type of spiritual inkling, you can see the battle between good and evil happening in America, and uh, that's the final stages of the woman. It says that um, God hands the bride into into the uh, beast's hands, and the beast shows no mercy. Well, they're trying to cancel us, and according to Scripture, they're not going to cancel the bride, but the bride is going to rise up, raise up a shout against Babylon, and then the hour that changes everything is that hour when the nation of America, Babylon, will be deposed, and the New World Order will take over. But in the midst of that... In the midst of that hour, there is a coming exodus where we believe in pre-tribulation rapture when the judgment comes down to judge those who come against the Christians. When that judgment comes down, the bride will go up. And that's what the coming exodus is. Well, in this book, when you're talking about the coming exodus, you say here in the book, this book is the next step in my journey with God and my desire to help you be prepared for what I believe is coming. My heartfelt belief is that the previous moves of God's pale in comparison to what is coming. This is a spiritual two-by-four that is going to be released into America. So you say here, 
uh, my heartfelt is the previous moves of God pale in comparison to what's coming. Can you kind of give us a little insight into that? Right now we have a movement of God in, uh, in Kentucky, and it's a sovereign, solemn move, and it's a move among the young people. But I, I really believe that before the rapture takes place, God is going to move in a dramatic way, very similar to the way he moved in Egypt with Moses. Uh, the children of Israel were under bondage, and God released uh, an anointing on Moses that, that no gen- we have never seen anything like that in the New Testament, except when Jesus came, the Bible says that the seven spirits of God came upon Jesus. Now, that's found in Isaiah 11, and we refer to that as the Old Testament anointing. The Old Testament anointing manifested uh, in several ways. It said that the Spirit of God has seven spirits in Isaiah 11, wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, uh, knowledge, and then the fear of the Lord. I believe that's what's going to happen is there's going to be a release of the fear of God, that will come upon the nation, and it'll separate the wheat and the chaff. And what we do, uh, Mark, is we emphasize in um, James 5, 7, it says, Be be patient, brethren, under the coming of the Lord, for the husbandman waits patiently for the precious fruit of the earth until he receives the early and the latter rain. Now, on the day of Pentecost... Peter quoted in Joel 2.23 and 2.28 that he would pour out on his sons and daughters the early and the latter rain. Joel 2.23 says he will cause to come down the early and the latter rain. The early rain, we believe, is that Old Testament anointing that was on Jesus. Fifty days after Jesus left came the latter rain. The latter rain was when the Spirit of God literally came inside of people and began breathing out of them uh, with speaking in tongues and prophesying. But we've never seen, no generation has ever seen an outpouring where the early and the latter rain come upon the earth. So in James 5, 7, that was written about 15 years after the day of Pentecost. So... It says in James 5, 7, Be patient, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. The husbandman, meaning Jesus, waits for the precious fruit of the earth until he receives the early and the latter rain outpouring. Now, in the Old Testament, when the Spirit of God would come upon uh, different prophets, it would release a tremendous fear among the nations. They feared God. We have not seen that in 2,000 years. We've been teaching the the love of God, the grace of God, but the fear of God is missing on the planet. I believe before he comes, he's going to release a holy, reverent fear of what's coming. For example, in Isaiah 11, when it talked about the Messiah coming, it said the seventh spirit, he would delight himself in the fear of the Lord. And that fear is not a spirit of fear, but it's a holy reverence of God the Father. And that's what Jesus walked in, in the fear of the Lord. So this is what I believe we're going to see 
and uh, it's based a lot on on what Oral Roberts taught me when I was uh, with him on the Board of Regents. He he told me that he was the John the Baptist of a healing wave that would sweep across the earth before the second coming. He said, I won't see it, Rick, but he, he built a university to raise up his students to hear my voice. We may be the generation, the way things are accelerating now, we may see that outpouring, and it may not last a long time, Mark. It might be a swift six-week six outpouring. Yeah. But I think we're seeing sprinklings of it now happening in Kentucky. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Now, on page 51 of the book, you said, However, as you will soon discover in Scripture, God has something extraordinary to equip his saints within the last day's battle with our adversary, Satan. When God releases his final weapon of warfare on the earth, it will shake the kingdom of darkness to the core and you will play a part in the victory. And you say something good is about to happen when we come to the end of days. So you believe the Christian people, those that are really followers of Christ, are going to really have an upper hand? Hey, I do. In the spirit realm, they will have an upper hand. But I do believe, as as um, Brother Robert said to me, he said, Rick, I asked him what he felt was coming to America. And he said, Rick, there's going to come a separation between the wheat and the chaff. And he said, these secular humanists are going to harden their hearts, and they're not going to accept God. But as they get darker, the church will get brighter. And so there will be a definite line in the sand between those who are walking with Christ and walking in victory and those who are opposing us who are trying to walk in Christ and establish the Judeo-Christian lifestyle back in the nation. Now, you can see that happening right now uh, in Washington. The battle is is not between the Republicans and the Democrats. The, The battle is a spiritual battle on what laws are being tried to be put into the land. And, of course, the laws in the land will determine the direction of the nation. So... As we move into this, you know, when, when Elijah called down fire, it said the people hit the, hit the ground, they put their hands up, and they said, the God of Elijah, he's the Most High God, the God of Elijah. Well, I think that's the kind of fear that will sweep through the body of Christ before the rapture takes place. But those folks who have hardened their hearts, even like the Egyptians, it said that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. They did, Moses did amazing signs and wonders, and yet he hardened his heart against God and against God's people. Now, that's a supernatural hardening, but you know, at the day of judgment, Pharaoh will have absolutely no excuses. God did everything in his power to warn people, come out of the darkness. And I think that's what's going to happen. You know, you see the blatant darkness at the Grammys. Yeah. Just totally worshiping Satan, like in your face. And um, I didn't even watch the Grammys. I just watched afterwards some of the clips because I didn't care to watch it. But I thought, how blatant, how hardening of the heart. They're not only denying God, they're mocking. They're just mocking the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and mocking the, the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Well, 
you're either on one side or you're on the other side when it comes to the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. So 20 years ago, that would have never been put on television in America. That's true. But we've slid so far that that now the battle is right in front of us. And, you know, you have, to, you have to come to the point where choose you this day who you will serve. Will you serve that darkness? Will you serve that immorality? Will you serve that lifestyle? Or will you come, like it says in Revelation 18, uh, 4, Come out of her, my people, be not partaker of her sins, nor in her plagues that shall come upon her. So God is going to judge this, what we see. And our job, and my job, is to warn people to come out, don't participate, because God is, this thing is going to come to a head, and he's going to judge America. God is going to judge America. She's a covenant nation. She was raised up by God. She has changed God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and gone after Baal worship and Ashtoreth poles and Moloch, the sacrificing of women. So there's still a remnant in America who want God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And this is what's so exciting about what's happening in in Asbury, in Kentucky. The young people are being drawn out of the darkness and coming into the peace of God. But there is a vast majority, Mark. They don't want this. They don't want the Ten Commandments. They don't want God. They don't want the, the Bible, and God is going to judge that. Yeah. But not until he warns them like he did with Moses. Now, this is what's in my heart. Time will tell if, if I'm uh, tracking right, but that's what I believe is coming, now, Old Testament anointing. Now, you, of course, have your radio broadcast. You have written other books as well. Uh, been in ministry for quite a while. So people want to know how to contact your ministry, find out more about the coming Exodus, uh, this book we're talking about today. How would they go about doing that? They would go to www.prophecyusa.org, and they could order the book there, or they could go on Amazon. And uh, we have all the free videos are on our website, Mark, and also you can get an app with all 60 TV shows, which are the radio shows as well, and that's all for free. If you want a book, we ask for a donation. Okay. Uh, but everything else is free. All right. Well, folks, stay with us, and we're going to come back and talk more about what's happening in our world here in America through the coming Exodus. Stay with us. We'll be back right after this. This is Mark Taylor. If you miss a broadcast of Crosspoint, you can always go to our website at www.kneo.org and click on the programs page. There you can access the current Crosspoint program as well as the last four programs that have been aired. Never miss another Crosspoint program again. Go to www.kneo.org today. Welcome back to Crosspoint. I'm Mark Taylor, your host. My guest today it's Richard Pearson. You hear him on uh, Prophecy USA broadcast. He's the host of that program. He's talking about the coming exodus unveiling America's future. In the book here, uh, you talk about on page 54, the next sign, the church of the double portion. You say, I believe that in the days to come before the rapture, God will manifest his presence in each of us in such a personal way that those who are devoted to him 
will do whatever is necessary to get their house in order. How would you describe getting our house in order? Reading and having a personal time daily with God is absolutely essential. Uh, reading the scripture, having a time of, of devotion personally between you and him. God wants a personal relationship with you. Secondly, is listening for his voice to plant seeds in other people. You know, we have, we have folks now uh, on our uh, radio and TV show that have, have bought in kits, study kits, and they've started Bible studies on uh, the hour that changes everything and on the coming exodus, and they're, they're doing home Bible studies. Some of them say that their, their pastors don't want uh, to teach what we teach, uh, maybe they don't agree with it, I don't know. But on a personal level, God has an assignment almost daily for you. If it's a kind word, um, if you get into an argument with someone, maybe you need to go and ask them to forgive you. You know, the Bible says, confess your faults one to another and pray you one for another that you might be healed. On a daily basis, just walking with God, I believe, is what he requires. And it's not an enduring thing, it's an enjoying thing. Where you're walking and you're hearing his voice, you're doing unto others, you're being kind unto those who perhaps aren't kind unto you. And as Paul said, you're striving on a daily basis that the life of Christ might be made manifest in your mortal flesh. Uh, Paul said that, I think, in, in 2 Corinthians. So... That's that's what I meant about uh, coming in to agreement with him and being used by him in ways uh, that maybe you you didn't even think was possible. You know, people can get healed by a simple prayer. It's not the prayer, the person giving the prayer that's righteous. It's the power of the prayer. And I'm finding that a lot of people, if you talk to them, Mark, and you ask them how things are going, and yeah. they they start telling you about the problems that they're having. I, I speak with Christians, and their kids have gone astray. Um, their father's an alcoholic. Their parents are getting a divorce. You ask them, would you like to pray? 99% of the people say, sure, I'd love to pray. Well, we're afraid to do that. But that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be little Jesuses walking around. It said how Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed. Well, that Spirit of Christ is inside of us, and we just have to be conscious of what he would have us do on a daily basis. And we're all not going to be standing in a pulpit preaching, but out on the street talking to people, talking in business, you have the ability to let your light shine, and I think that that's the motive of what I had when I wrote the, that in the book. Yeah, in I believe chapter four, Satan's plot. I believe that's what it's called. Uh, page uh, eighty-seven says the icing on the cake. You'd say Iran, Turkey, and Russia are building a new model of uh, bilateral ties, unshackled by formal alliances. The trio showing it can work together to limit Western influence. So I know we've got them working together. I guess there's others even more so working with them. Is that correct? Yes. And what you what you have to realize is we see through a glass darkly. You basically you can you can 
in Jeremiah 51, 27, it talks about Ararat, Askenaz, and the spirit of the Medes. Well, that's talking about Turkey, Russia, and Iran. And they come against um, they come against Babylon, and they burn her with fire. Those are the three that we see in Scripture. But you also have China, you have North Korea. You basically have a division between light and darkness. You have a division between sheep nations that love Israel and help them, and goat nations that despise Israel and go against her. Whatever it is that's happening in America, God will use another nation to judge our nation if we don't walk according to the what our purpose was. If America ever turns her back on Israel, I believe God will judge her quickly. But America right now is not representing what the Founding Fathers purposed in America. America is carrying the flag in God we trust, and then they're flying underneath it the rainbow flag that states in whose moral protocol we defy. So we are losing the hedge of protection against kingdoms who are pagan because we ourselves are being infiltrated by those spirits that are pulling us down and will cause judgment on us. So when you look at the judges in the book of Judges, God always raised up pagan nations to judge his covenant nation of Israel. And it's going to be no different with America. The difference is that God has always had a remnant in that covenant nation. And that remnant, in this instance, is going to escape the judgment just like they did in the Exodus with Egypt. Now, you mentioned previously about, you know, all these different things happening in our world that indicate... Uh, where we're at in all this prophetic clock and things are going on. How does this Ukraine situation that's kind of just, well, it's been going for over a year now, but Russia's involved in that, and Russia does play a part in this end-time scenario. Uh, what do you see? There's a connection there of somehow? The connection that I see is birth pangs. How long has it been that we've ever been talking about a nuclear war? Russia's Russia told England if they intervene, they'd blow them off the map. I mean, we have now the, the nations talking about using nuclear weapons. So it's coming right out of their mouth, which was never, five years ago, that was never spoken of. I mean, we thought the Cold War was over. But things are heating up again. And these leaders, of course, if they're not saved and they don't have the Spirit of God in them, there's another spirit working through them. And so I look at Ukraine and what's happening there. Uh, according to my understanding, Ukraine is one of the most corrupt nations in the world, and we're helping them. Um, and I'm not for Russia going in and doing what they're doing. I mean, it's evil, but you, you, have, you have evil nations fighting evil nations now. And America, I believe, was raised up to be a stabilizing force around the world because we based our nation on one nation under God. Well, that's crumbling now in America. So these other nations are starting to rise up. They smell weakness in America, and the weakness that they smell is the presence of God is leaving the structure of America and her purpose 
because she has fallen into darkness. And this is all in Scripture, how Babylon is raised up by God, and then she falls into darkness. And it's totally self-destructive, because it's based on the people's choice not to follow in the covenant that the Founding Fathers laid out, you know. Uh, the schools had the Bible in them. Uh, we had prayer. Well, once that's all taken out, to whom much is given, much is required. Now we're getting to the point where it's almost to the point where God has to judge the nation. And Ukraine and Russia and what's happening in China now are all birth pains and warning signs of, of which way the whole world is going. We are going in the wrong direction. We are going towards everybody's wanting everybody else's land, and the, the kingdom of darkness is having a heyday right now, but it's all in Scripture. This is what God said would happen when people don't walk with him. Does that make sense to yes, you, Yes, it does. And, and okay. of course, Babylon's part of this. Chapter 6 of the book is entitled that. Uh, page 113 of that, you say the last day religion referred to as mystical Babylon will oppose the believers of Jesus Christ and will have a, similar, a similar teaching to that of the present New Age movement. Their teaching completely rejects Jesus Christ and defies man. This is an anti-Jesus Christ. It, it is, embodies the same teaching that was practiced in the old Babylonian empire, proclaiming to represent a radically new global culture. Uh, yeah, they're, they're not hiding this new world order, this other stuff out there that uh, they call, you know, the, you know, the Great Reset and all that. Everything now is uh, really being put on the table uh, for what it is. Yes, and you know, Mark, going back to the previous question, what we can do, I'm surrounded by different people. I'm down here in our condo, and we have different retired executives from large companies, and everyone's talking about what's happening. And I have gotten a lot of attention by saying, well, you know, a lot of this stuff is in the Bible, guys. And they say, what are you talking about? And I'll start, I'll start quoting scriptures to them and sharing with them. Now is a perfect time to study Bible prophecy, because if they wonder what in the world is happening, I always say, why don't you come and see what in the Word is happening, because this is exactly what the Bible says will happen. And uh, I'm getting a lot of attention from people, like just, as you know, if they're sitting down by the pool, and these people haven't had any Bible whatsoever, but they're fascinated to know that there is a higher power that already knows what's coming. And it's uh, it's real eye-opening. Uh, for example, one particular person, I told him about the World Economic Forum a year and a half ago, and now he's come to me, he says, everything you said is happening, Rep. And I said, that's because I read the Bible. <laughs> so this is a tremendous opportunity for, for your listeners to read, study, and they can go and use what's in Scripture. We have the answers. The Church of Jesus Christ has the answers. The world hasn't got a clue what's going on, but we do. And that's what he promised when the Holy Spirit was come. He would guide us into all truth, and he will show us things to come. So we, the prudent man foresees the evil, and he hides himself. And I'm at 60, I just turned 69, 
And I'm working harder now than I've ever worked in my life because I'm storing up riches in heaven uh, by by working and, and buying airtime and sharing with people, and people are calling us and getting saved. And uh, this, it's time for harvest right now, and mm. and the the signs of the times are so evident. Uh, if you know Scripture, you, you have tremendous. Uh, knowledge in order to share with people, and it gets their attention because people are worried right now, with, yeah. especially with this great reset with the financial. Um, in, in Canada right now, they're trying to go to the digital currency. They're trying to shut down free speech. Um, they're attaching. They're attaching the, uh, the the passport. That what they're trying to do is going to be attached to our health and to our banking. Every bank in Canada belongs to the World Economic Forum. Yeah. They have an ESG score. I mean, this thing is happening. Yeah. It is happening. I read here a while back where the health minister, whatever they call him, in Ottawa, Canada, had made the statement that if people would not get the vaccine, that they would in some way be considered to have mental issues and should be having to take some type of a mental test because they may be dangerous to themselves as well as others. <laughs> yes, and she she comes right. She's Chinese. She comes right from China, and she's she's on the board of the World Health Organization. Yeah. This is who's Canada is in a very dark place right now. If Canadians don't wake up. We're going to lose our country to fascism. Yeah. I mean, it's it's evident. Yeah. And and Mr. Trudeau. Uh, I mean, we pray for Mr. Trudeau, but Mr. Trudeau, you are going down the wrong path. And his father, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, 40 years ago, he came up with the whole idea of a new world order and dividing the planet into 10 geographical regions. This all came from Justin Trudeau's father, and he formed the Club of Rome, and they wrote a book called The Global Revolution in 1991, and in it they said, we need to get people gathered together, so we're going to talk about climate change, we're going to talk about pandemics, and we have to talk about uh, maybe a money system, a whole new money system. And this this all comes from Justin Trudeau's father. So what he's doing is he's trying to fulfill his father's legacy, and it's the wrong legacy you want to follow. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, folks, stay with us. We're going to talk more with Rick Pearson right after this. Whatever you're facing, God cares. I've had a number of very overwhelming things in my life. Ultimately, I had to depend on God, and as a result, He helped me through it. 91.7 The Word. I can certainly trust Him. You're listening to Crosspoint. Welcome back to the program. I'm Mark Tanner, your host. My guest today is Richard Pearson from The Coming Exodus. This is his latest book. You hear him on uh, Prophecy USA broadcast every Saturday at 5 o'clock. Now, Rick, if people want to know more about this book, how would they find out about the coming Exodus? They could get it at www.prophecyusa.org, or they could get it on Amazon. It's called The Coming Exodus. Of course, we have the other book, The Hour That Changes Everything. So this coming Exodus is a sequel to The Hour That Changes Everything. Okay. Now, 
in another part of the book, what city is like unto this great city? It's chapter 7. You say, unfortunately, on page 132, unfortunately, I believe that believers are having difficulty recognizing the spirits of darkness and the spirits of light because there's been so much compromise and watering down of the gospel message. How can we expect non-believers to know the difference between them and us? The spirit man belongs longs for the supernatural. Um, yeah, we've got some issues there, don't we? We definitely do, and uh, I think I think the Grammy Awards is a perfect example of how confusing and how confused Babylon. The word Babylon means confusion, and we are confused now. We've taken the Bibles out of schools, we've taken prayer out of schools, we've taken the Ten Commandments uh, out of government. And what comes in is a vacuum of darkness, because that those the Bible, the prayer establishes the light of the knowledge of the glory of God inside of us. Once you take that away, the darkness comes in, and you have total confusion. So what you turn on the television in America, and you literally see a satanic worship service on television. And that's what's entertaining our young people. Yeah. This is this is bad. This is dark. People have no idea. This isn't a joke. This this is what caused Israel to be destroyed by Babylon in 600 BC and the sacrificing of children to the god of Moloch. It says in Numbers 35:33, he who sheds the innocent blood of man by man shall his blood be shed. Yeah. That's how God responds to the shedding of innocent blood. If you kill his children, he'll kill yours. Yeah. This is serious stuff. Now, we've done it on a national basis. The lack of knowledge is what usually destroys people, because they just don't know. And this outpouring that started in Asbury and is going around, notice it's going to the young people. Because the young people have been devoid of so much understanding. Because Madeline Murray O'Hare in 1960, an atheist, demanded that we take that knowledge away. Well, that's like not teaching your child arithmetic, and then when they're 25, they can't even add. They don't know the difference now between good and evil. So the battle is on, and I think when that battle comes, God is going to move his hand in a supernatural way, because a miracle usually settles the issue when it comes to whether God's at work or not. This is why when Jesus showed up, you know, Jesus wasn't a problem until people started getting healed and delivered. And then the demons started screaming out, what have you to do with us, Jesus? That got the attention of the kingdom of darkness because it pulled people into the kingdom of light. So this is what we're praying for, Mark. Uh, this move of God, we're just going to keep praying for it. But the darkness, gross darkness, is is here. You know, I made this statement, you know, the Bible is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We have now, in Canada, our, the first world leader to ever go on RuPaul's drag queen was Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. And I said in a meeting once, you know, everybody knows that inside the dress of a drag queen, is is a man. But only the Bible can tell you what's inside the man that's causing him to do that. And the Bible is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. 
And it's also a discerner of what's happening in our nation right now. And it's all in black and white. If people will just study, it'll jump off the page and you can see exactly what's happening in America. Well, you discuss that somewhat there and when you talk about in the book on page 158 about how we just went off and left $85 billion worth of high-tech military equipment fled a country from a small band of Taliban soldiers. You said it's essential to realize that judgment is nothing more than reaping the rewards of following the wrong voices. The voices come from somewhere, and they will cause those who follow them to reap the conscience of, cur- of curses. Then you you know give the scripture there, whatsoever man soweth, they will also reap. And, uh, boy, we do have a lot of wrong voices speaking into the atmosphere and into people, uh, especially our political leaders. Exactly. And and the thing that brings curses on a nation is the laws that the upper management, if you want to call it, executive orders, will actually bring curses on the land because it's based on the law. Um, in Deuteronomy 28, Moses said, if you hear, if you follow my voice, these blessings shall come. If you follow my voice, I will pour blessings out on your land, coming and going. But if you disobey my voice, certain curses will come. So on January 21st of 2020, the first executive order, no, no number seven, uh, President Biden shut down the Keystone Pipeline. He immediately lost 60,000 jobs. And eventually, 830 million barrels of Canadian oil with a $9.6 billion loss in economic benefits. Now, that decision came from the top. But in Deuteronomy 28, 18, 29, 33, and 43, it says, Curse shall be the fruit of your land, and thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thy labors shall a nation which thou knowest not eat up. Thou shalt be oppressed and crushed. The stranger is that with that is with thee shall be the head, and you shall be the tail. Then the executive order thirteen, he stopped the walls at the border from being constructed. Now we have five million illegal aliens who who have come into the country. We ha- we at the same time he joined the World Health Organization. He joined the Paris Climate Accord. And he joined the United Nations, which, according to George Soros, they, they want a world without borders. Well, that's what we've got now. We've got America without borders. And that's another curse that was opened immediately. In Deuteronomy twenty-eight forty-eight. it says, Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee. And he shall besiege all thy gates until thy high and fenced walls come down. He shall besiege thee and all thy gates which the Lord thy God hath given me. We did that. That was self-induced by the president of our own nation. Yeah. And, of course, I, I think I don't have to tell you about we $1.5 trillion in COVID relief, and then they borrowed another $1.7 trillion. We're a debtor nation now, and that's another curse. Deuteronomy twenty-eight forty-three: The stranger shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. And then Proverbs says, and the borrower is servant to the lender. So these are all signs of America coming under judgment by God. Now, I have two more, if, you, if you'd like me to read them. Sure. Okay, on April 23rd, 21, 
The Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, released the U.S. Embassy's uh, gay flag, and all the embassies would be flown underneath the American flag. Now, you have the one flag that everyone says, the United States of America, one nation under God. But then they put the rainbow flag that basically states in whose moral protocol we totally defy. Now, in Jeremiah 51.30, it says, The mighty men of Babylon have forborne to fight. They have remained in their holds. Their might have failed. And they have become as women. We now have gender reassignment in the, in the military, and they're teaching their military um, all of this transgender stuff. And meanwhile, 20 years after 9-11, September 11th, 2021, was the last day of the Afghan withdrawal. And when they withdrew, they left $85 billion of military equipment to Taliban soldiers who were chanting death to America. That's, that's insanity. What, and that all came from the top. And in Deuteronomy 28, 25, it says, The Lord shall cause you to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go one way against them and flee seven ways. It's the exact opposite. The rules and the regulations are the exact opposite of the Judeo-Christian principle of a nation under God. So we are heading in the wrong direction. Meanwhile, in Asbury, God is starting to pour out his spirit, and he's calling people to come out of her, my people, be not partaker of her sins, nor in her plagues that shall come. So we're heading down the track, Mark, just like just like um, the Pharaoh who hardened his heart, hardened his heart. God's calling out. We haven't seen the signs and wonders yet, like I'm I believe we're going to see, but it's starting. The wheat and the chaff are separating. God is in total control, but he's already told us the end from the beginning. And the the last day of, of America's reign around the world will be a day of total destruction. And there's eight verses talking about what God will do to those who come against his church, come against his bride, and totally reject the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's coming. Yeah, and, and I watch all the things that are going on. I mean, our elections, you just begin to wonder how can we have fair ones in some of these states now that they've got to seem to handle on twisting things. And then you talk about towards the end of the book there, you know, that Satan will use the most destructive weapons known to mankind in the end. And you say that will be nuclear weapons, and that's where we're headed. That's exactly where we're headed, and your listeners, you can listen or find it for yourself in Revelation 18.8, 18.10, 18.17, 18.19, Revelations 14.7. There's two verses in Isaiah, and there's one in Jeremiah, that she will be treated exactly as Sodom and Gomorrah. She will be burned in one hour, in one day. The loss of children and widowhood shall come upon her, but she says within her heart, I sit a queen and I will see no sorrow. Now, that is not the voice of the bride and the bridegroom. We know what's coming, but those who harden their heart, they think they're indestructible, and they're not, but they think they are. They're being fooled. 
you know, Mark, I was just saying, it was like a, um, if you had a young son and he was starting to snort cocaine and he says, it's okay, Dad, I can handle it. I can handle this stuff, Dad. I can snort cocaine. And then about three years later, you know, his hair's falling out, his teeth falling out. He's still saying, Dad, it's okay. I, I can handle this. And he's lost 30 or 40 pounds. I can handle this. I can handle this. I can do this myself. No, you can't, son. This cocaine is going to destroy you. And when you break covenant with God and walk in the exact opposite direction, you're going in the wrong direction. But the good news is, when a covenant nation breaks covenant, it doesn't mean you have to break covenant individually. It means that you draw closer to God because you can foresee the evil coming. You hide yourself. It says a prudent man foresees the evil, and he hides himself. Mark, it's just so blatant to me what's happening. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm picking it up. Well, I know we'll hear more about this stuff, you know, when you uh, program that you do everywhere you can Prophecy USA. But again, before you leave, this coming exodus, unveiling America's future, how do people find out in other books you've written as well? How do they go about doing that? They can go to prophecyusa.org and get it there, or they can go to Amazon. And I would like to, I'd like to just leave your audience with this last word. Folks, we win. God is going to give a tremendous miracle at the end of this deal. The rapture is a pre-tribulation rapture. He has not he has not given us his wrath. He has promised us he will deliver us from this. But as we watch the wheat and chaff separate, we can watch and we can know and like the sons of Issachar, we can discern the signs of the times and prepare for what's coming. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, being with us today here on the program. Thank you, Mark. Good program today here with Rick Pearson. And folks, we need to pay attention to what's going on. And Rick refers so much in his book, The Coming Exodus, to the book that I have a mother hand right here, The Holy Bible. You know, we need to refer to that in everything. Every book that we read, it's got to coincide with the Bible because the Bible is the Word of God. You can discover among his pages everything you need to know for this life. It actually directs every life for those that will follow it because it is the Bible. It contains the most important words you're ever going to read and certainly ever be following. Be sure and join us again next time as we again discuss issues affecting the church. Have a great week and allow God to use you for his purposes so that greater things can be done. Make your life count in God's plans for eternity. I'm Mark Taylor. Crosspoint is a program produced in Studio 101 at KNAO Radio. Not all of the views on Crosspoint reflect those of the management or staff of KNAO. You may contact the Crosspoint program at 10827 Highway 86 East, the Osho, Missouri, 64850, or by email crosspoint at kneo.org. You can hear Crosspoint four times a week, Saturday morning at 1, Saturday afternoon at 2, Saturday evening at 9, and Sunday evening at 7. You can also listen anytime online at K. Harper's Kennel of Stella, Missouri is proud to be sponsoring this portion of broadcasting on KNEO. Owned by Judy and Danny Harper, Harper's Kennel of Stella, Missouri specializes in French Bulldogs. For more information, the phone number is 417-628-3083.